0: Welcome to October's edition of The Week in Iceland at the Library, where um, I'm joined by a group of volunteers at Kringlan Library, uh, a part of Borga which is a cooperation project between Ruf English and the City Library. We're going to listen to some of the issues raised in The Week in Iceland this week, and then my guests are going to uh, talk a little bit further about them. So, without further ado, let's begin.
1: start just from the beginning with the report in Iceland's membership of the EEA gr- agreement.
2: No country should go into an agreement and just never revise or re-look re- at what's going on. Evaluate. Yeah, you should always evaluate, you know, whether it's 5, 10, whatever years, mm. um, you know, see if there's ways to improve or if it's still necessary and, and kind of go from there. And I think that's what came out of this report, is, is they're looking at the pros and cons and seeing if, if it's something Iceland should con- continue to be a part of.
0: Iceland's relationship with Europe, how, 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 do you, how do you rank that at the moment?
3: So I'm from Israel. Um, so we're not part of Europe either. Um, yeah, I would assume that you mentioned populism, and uh, that's definitely something that uh, I can relate to. That goes on in Israel as well a lot. But uh, as was mentioned, I think looking at the data uh, is the most important thing in order to reach sort of a, uh, a rational conclusion. Um, and there are always going to be there are always going to be differing opinions. Um, but if there's data, then uh, it's more possible to make, um, to make an educated decision. Um, of course, the problem is if there's not enough data to reach any conclusion, um, then maybe it's just a matter of trial and error. I agree, like, if, there's, if there are um, certain cons, then they need to be discussed. But if there are no cons, then I guess why not? <laughs> I think uh,
4: if no cons are mentioned, that would mean actually two different things. Uh, The first is that uh, there are no cons, and that's actually true; that's the case. And the second is that just no one just paying attention. It's maybe not the point of the main interest in the world and in Europe and uh, in Iceland too. So that might be both. I think. I mean, I
0: don't think anyone says that the European project is, is perfect but um, there's certainly a lot of good things that Iceland have taken from it so far arguably. Um, okay we'll, we'll carry on a little bit.
1: It just encompasses so much that otherwise would have had to be done differently and and with the infrastructure in Iceland being small as it is because it's a small country I think it must be a positive thing.
2: Uh, yeah I mean I think Iceland does have a strong, a strong voice within Europe. Um, I mean not only historically have they been central to a lot of you know, North America and Europe, and this obviously focuses on Europe, uh, but Iceland has historically had a stronger voice uh, than a lot of people might think for a country of its size. And and people are listening when the government and the people here do say things and, and ask for various changes or or, or what have you.
1: Hmm. I agree. I think that you're better heard when you're within the group than when you're outside of the group.
0: So, Iceland's voice in the world, how strong it speaks and also whether or not that's got anything to do with the EEA at all.
4: Uh, You've been talking about the size of the country, but actually I don't think it's about the size, it's more about the geographical position, because Iceland is on the crossroads, and not only like here in Europe, here in Europe it might be somewhere in the corner, but it's uh, on the crossroads between European continent and between Americas. And that's really very important because Iceland somehow hears voices both from the west and from the east. And that, yeah, and from the north too. Yeah, and it uh, brings this new voice into Europe too. So Europe must be lucky to have Iceland there because it brings this fresh blood from the rest of the world. And I think that Iceland is really,
3: works really well just Um, I feel that Iceland is mentioned a lot um, on social media and in the news um, for very positive things that happened in recent history. Um, Gender equality is one. Um, The way that you dealt with the corruption um, after the scandal um, is another. So basically, people have already heard of Iceland and now it's just a matter of making that voice stronger.
5: Um, I'm just going to add just a few lines to what you said. Um, I think... A little uh, a good part of it has to do with uh, the people wanting success uh, from within Mm. the people wanting it Uh, I see that so many countries uh, the battle is within where people fight with each other or struggle and they keep each other down and they don't want to succeed in a way like this country and the culture has a history of Success. Uh,
6: I really, uh, I want to disagree with colleagues uh, about Iceland is uh, taking uh, loads of, I uh, know, absorbing loads of good things, but we need to see as well, Iceland is a small country, need to preserve, especially the language. Uh, if you if we are looking to worldwide um, map, I think Iceland is very unique because uh They preserve uh, language. So,
0: yeah, um, interest rates are usually quite a boring topic most months. (laughs) Uh, And I actually didn't include it in the show this week, but my guest brought it up because it's an interesting one this month because it's the lowest it's been for about 20 years at least. The economy is suffering and they're trying to stimulate some growth. Um, I don't know. Does it seem to be working? How, How worried are we about the recession if there is even one?
5: I've heard both sides. Uh, some people are worried uh, few, but I believe that the few have a right and, and to be um they're more knowledgeable usually. Um most don't really see much, but I think um they, you know, things happen, history repeats itself and there is a reason to be worried about. I mean, when you start playing with in- interest rates and people that are irresponsible play with these numbers, they get caught up and they have to pay the price. And there is some evidence where there is, like you just described, uh, you know, some people haven't noticed it, but um, some people few have noticed unemployment or layoffs and I just gotta say, you gotta be prepared.
4: Uh, I think that people generally are very conservative. And no matter what happens to the interest rates, they're always worried. So whether they go up, it's like everyone feels that uh, everything can collapse any moment. And when it's going down, it's like the common sense suggests that it might not be just too bad. From the financial point of view, low interest rates are always better for the economy. It should have shows, it shows stability and should be good
6: Um, I I want to come back in 2018 when it was um, union strikes and union strikes one of um, points was that bank should lower their interest rates and now it's happening so I'm happy that is happening because it it was uh, in the agreements with unions is very important uh, role union playing here as well
7: for myself and my friends i've heard a lot of like kind of interest in but maybe possibly being able to buy apartments recently so which is usually not something we've been chatting about because everything's been so expensive housing has been so expensive but there's I've had more than one conversation with more than one person that have kind of come to me with this. Well, maybe house prices are going down. Maybe we'll be able to afford a house soon or an apartment. So I think there's a lot of people that are kind of, we're looking for for this to happen soon. Like that we're waiting for this to happen, so. It's
6: already happening. Exactly.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, a lot of young people that i know especially that you know they want to to buy an apartment or they want to buy a house and they always feel that it's out of reach so as the the opportunity and the loan cost for them lowers it it's becoming something that is obtainable mm-hmm. and it makes them feel good you know and it's stimulating as you said the economy and and businesses can spend a bit more because they're borrowing at a cheaper rate and things. Like that. so i think you know it's, it's a good move by the bank to do to do this at this time and, and they're keeping an eye on things to make sure that You know, things don't go like it was before, and Iceland's in a way better position than it was. Amen. Speaking of, should we talk about religion?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, that was smooth. But the latest figures do suggest that the the National Church has decreased in size again, 988 people um, between the 1st of December and the 1st of October.
1: I think it is important because it shows that um, people do have a choice. Luckily, we live in a country where people do have a choice which, you know, religious affiliation to choose or none. I don't think it's nothing that the Church of Iceland should be afraid of, and I don't think they are.
0: Any opinions on that?
1: I think with a
7: country that's as loosely religious as Icelandic people are, I think it's to to be expected that more young people will not be in the church.
6: Uh, for for me it's very strange because I, uh, Icelandic claims that um, in the past it was very religious and the national um, days are uh, related with religion and right now nobody celebrating so his question
7: <laughs> on papers we're religious and the church and the state are currently not separated so. It's the holidays, the national holidays, are connected to the religion, but people don't necessarily even go to church. It's just kind of cultural heritage that the religious days are still in.
8: Hi, my name is Gwybirg. Um I just happened, I was at a funeral on Friday. It was very windy, but this was an elderly lady. She was, yeah, 90 plus, and I think... Uh, somehow it's very you know I think it's very important religion seems to be important at least uh, even though people don't attend church that much but the state is running their church in Iceland yes but we have different religions so that's quite uh, you can choose what you like when you pass off (laughs) I think if
4: the question here is whether or not the Church of Iceland should worry, it's like where does it lose people? To the Catholic Church or just to people being atheists, which is quite normal in the modern society and that there is no reason for
5: the church to worry about? Yes, the end is near. Um, (laughs) It's it's written in the Bible. It's written in the Bible. Okay. You know, around the 2000. does it really matter? I mean, we're going by church numbers, but religion is supposed to be a spiritual inner type of thing. So going to a building doesn't really mean they're not religion or just because a person say they're this religion or an atheist or whatever, they can say whatever they want, but you know, you never know what, what is happening within four doors. It's just like a numbers thing. But I think that You're going by what people are deciding, but I've been to several churches, and I can say I am personally disappointed by the service. I mean, people don't really want to criticize. Maybe they're not doing enough to try to bring people in. You know, some people go in, you know, in the past, the church has been stained, and some of these people that have turned their back on the church have suffered from it or have friends or have seen things. You know, the, the newspapers print negative things sometimes about them, um, true or false, who knows, but, you know, people become conscious of this. Um, uh,
6: I just uh, remember uh, one book. Uh, uh, I read um, uh, Dostoevsky's uh, book, the last book of Dostoevsky, and this book was uh, forbidden in, uh, in Russia. In that time it was SSRS. And he's uh, writing uh, one thing in, in this book church. What it means, church, in the Bible? It means just place where the people gather. And it is mentioned only a few times in the Bible. So, so church, um, we decide where to meet and have funeral and uh, etc.
3: So um, I think the church currently doesn't need to be worried because there are no alternatives. And when people, um, like several people mentioned, when people want to either celebrate or um, grieve together, um, this, is the, this is what we know, this is what we have. Um, and in Iceland, I really don't think it's that big of a problem um, because there's no extremism. Religion isn't something toxic. It's not forced down anyone's throat, um, and it's nice. And it's nice for people to have ceremonies that they enjoy, that mean something to them, um, and that uh, that help them sort of through hardships in life. Um, so I don't I don't see it as a big problem, and I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon. Um, And of course, the pagan, like the Norse um, temple that's being built, I think is really cool because um, I don't know, maybe some people want to like preserve that. Um, So I think that's great. Um, I would love to support that. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm a Jew. Um, And maybe uh, not a lot of people know, but currently there's a new uh, rabbi of Iceland. Um, There's a Jewish center that was founded here last year. Um, And they're sort of trying to um, introduce Judaism here, not in a missionary way, because Judaism isn't about that, but just to sort of um, build bridges and explain what Judaism is, so that uh, there are no um, misconceptions um, that you might hear elsewhere. And I think uh, I think that's a really good uh, effort. Um, so I'm hoping that that's going to maybe bring sort of bring us together a little bit. And overall, like I think it's a sign of. More um, cultural diversity. I know that there's a big uh, Muslim community here and a big uh, a mosque that I think I saw um, I think somewhere outside of Lidar maybe. It was so I think diversity is always good.
0: Yeah, it was noteworthy for a long time that there wasn't a Jewish official organization. Is there one now?
3: So right now there is. Um, it's it's not like it's it's not uh, doesn't represent all of Judaism. It's called Chabad. Um, and uh, they do some events, some meetups for the Jewish community here, which is very small. Um, but uh, they also cater to tourists, um, and they also um, like every every Chabad center all over the world tries to also do outreach with the local community. Again, there's no missionary activity at all because Judaism doesn't work that way.
7: But also, I don't know how it's changed since I was in school, but my religious education in school was very largely Christian and I think that isn't necessarily a positive thing even though Iceland is on papers a Christian nation I think it should be way more equal in learning about other cultures because one more story about Jesus doing stuff is not gonna help as much as showing people and telling them about cultures that they'll maybe not get in touch with otherwise.
4: And uh, what I really like about Iceland, sorry, I've been complimenting the country (laughs) whenever I speak, but probably that's because I'm a newcomer. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but with this situation of the church being not separated from the state, religions still enjoy so much freedom here compared to many other c- countries including unfortunately my country where the church is separated from the state and has been separated for ages and it's still religion has too much influence on, on people and they are, they are angry because there is a religious education at school, it, it's Christian education and uh, so here I think it's just very good. It's very much freedom for all types of religions, and they coexist in very friendly
0: fashion. What does this mean? Are we saying it's not about a changing makeup of Icelandic society as much as it is people just thinking differently?
1: We talk more about choice today than we used to do it like 50, 100 years ago. You were sort of born into family, born into religion.
8: It's a big topic, right? Uh, thing is uh, there are not many nuns and monks in iceland on in public places like in so many countries abroad they're all over the place and we i don't remember if they're still running in uh, the monastery for the nuns and uh, they did so much charity work and and I don't know if it's still being run, or I think uh, charity charity is very important in terms of the uh, the uh, religious sector.
0: Yeah, I I saw a group of nuns um, downtown last week actually. Mm-hmm. The so hopefully they're still around. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, it's a good point. Religion, all religions are very active in charity work, and they do very important things.
5: Additionally, I'd add morality. Uh, Usually people go to a place like a church to be told what to do, what's right, what's wrong. I think not everybody likes that anymore. Um, I think uh, there's so much knowledge out there. Um, It is so advertised to live how you want, be blissful, do what you want, get what you want, have it instantly, that... People don't want to be told what to do, or don't believe stories from a million years ago that are not with current times relatable. Additionally, when you go to church, I have had friends mention to me, whispered to me. I see a lot of money coming in. They, you know, donations, charity people go there whatever they can but when i go there and i ask for money the doors are closed you know uh when i go there and i need something people turn away some people go there for church for like an hour sit there they leave they don't know nobody i don't think this was how a church used to be you know people used to go there it used to be like a real community like a family you try to help a lot of people go to the church to seek help, but they don't find it there. The church is not providing help. The church, mostly in current times, is only after the church, not after helping other people.
7: Like the there hasn't been as much of a sharp class divide in Iceland as in many other places, so there hasn't been. I think, but I'm not a historian, not as much of a, the church as some sort of a Samaritan. It's more of a kind of a Lutheran lecturer. Like, be good, go to church, be a good person. Yeah, I'm sorry that the church hasn't been what you wanted. Uh,
5: but I'm not the only one. And like I explained, um, I've heard people talk to me about this. I don't know what to tell them. Um, I wish I can tell them, go to church, they might help you, but, you know, it isn't their experience, it isn't consistent with the message I hear. Uh, i personally been there and I have not seen much help.
6: When I come here, like first times I go to Red Cross, uh, maybe it can be a, a starter to try to go maybe Red Cross, maybe... Our non governmental organizations uh who try to help uh, outsiders with information uh these people really can help and Islamic people
5: are really um uh, honored to to help I've heard many whispers from negativity from across um, they they're not willing to help or you know funds are down or they're in a decline or they help a little bit, but that's about it. You know, I think they're even short on volunteers. Uh, but, you know, why Red Cross? Why not the church?
4: Uh, I still believe that people nowadays go to the to church mostly, not, not for guidance, because they always know better how to live. And if they need some guidance, they go to the university. Uh, people, <laughs> <laughs> or to the library, <laughs> Uh, but people go to church that to have this sense of community, the sense of some group they belong to, just to meet other people, to talk, uniting people, make them talk to each other, hear each, o- each other. It's not really about this material help, but and about some guidance, but with like the chance to have to meet people and to make new friends. That's what I think.
6: I, I really like it doesn't matter what kind of religion. All religion have their own leaders. But I saw some uh, leaders, they use the internet to spread the world. Uh, I know they use some cameras when we have a, a, ma- mess, no, ma- a mess. And if, if people are not even able to come... In their hometown, uh, I mean, we can log in into Internet and we can even hear their own mobile t- uh, language. So the final piece is um, about Reykjavik International Film Festival.
2: Yeah, you know, just ended over, over the weekend. Um, and uh, for me, I'm a little bit closer to that than some of the other topics. I worked on, on the opening film and I was a part of their talent lab. But uh, I mean, there were some, some great pictures coming out it was
1: a very nice break from these hollywood films that we we watch (coughs) you know
2: i I think that's constantly
1: that's That's really nice that's
2: one of the great things that i really love about riff okay first things first did um
0: did any of us go to riff at all and see any of the films (laughs) no not i i've been before but not this year no so it's a shame really because i live About 50 meters from Bioparadis. Okay, so given that none of us were actually there, um, did we notice it around town?
5: Yeah, I saw the um, logo in downtown. I didn't really know what it was, and I read about it in, in Facebook. It was interesting.
7: I noticed it when I got back to work and saw an installation at the library, which was a riff. So that reminded me that it was a thing.
6: Uh, I generally really like uh, non-commercial movies, and uh, I- Iceland is doing great work. Um, even in international area, is um, uh, very uh, good quality non-commercial movies. I been mean, uh, last year. Um, I w- was very surprised, like so much talent uh, in Iceland. But this talents not comes in years. I- in general, Iceland we put a lot of uh, effort to develop uh, the movies, the, even they start from very young uh, age. I think in schools we have loads of uh, creativity in school, in university, and this kind of system uh, rise up uh, the big uh, talents. And what I heard uh, about Iceland in worldwide area that from Chernobyl, uh, composer and yeah Hildur and she was uh make a soundtrack for Chernobyl and it is uh, amazing how how we small country have such a big talents that we were awarded in very big uh, international areas is it, are the films getting better are there more of them
7: slightly more in the bleak than the goofy side like the 80s was kind of a very goofy a lot of kind of these goofball comedies, whereas now it's more like there's the notable films like Love Mirafatla, like they've been very dark and kind of these gray Scandinavian film style, realistic but bleak, but they've been doing good. The library has a collection of a lot of Icelandic movies on DVDs, if anyone's interested. Is
0: that all of the branches?
7: Hashtag spawns, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag add. <laughs> yeah, most of the city libraries. And if it's not kind of uh, accessible in your branch, you can we ship twice a week. So you can get from any of the other branches.
0: Well, um, that's it now for the week in Iceland at the library. Um, We will be back here at Kringlusap on Monday, the 4th of November. You can register for the event online through borgaborkasap.is on the English language pages and through the Roo English Facebook. Um, In the meantime, thank you so much to my guests. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye for now.